We have quite the grab bag of readings for today. Today is the feast day of Edward, of Edward Bouverie Pusey, one of the most important and yet one of the more self-effacing figures of the Oxford movement in the 19th century. Meanwhile, our reading from Ezekiel is that immensely poignant promise that after so much fire and brimstone and judgment, God himself will step in to fix Israel. He will heal them, he will soften them, he will make them, perhaps for the first time, truly human beings. Our reading from 1 Peter is that notorious passage that begins, Slaves, obey your masters, and seems to promise that submission and endurance within an unjust system is what God rewards and honors. And our passage from Luke is Jesus' Q&A with various undesirable members of society, here presented as coming to Jesus to ask, how they can possibly please God, the tax collectors, the Roman soldiers. Houston, we have a problem. <laughs> it's Pharaoh that's supposed to have the hard heart and the false gods, not God's chosen people. In our Old Testament reading, Ezekiel is implying that Israel, maybe without meaning to, has become the Egyptians. We're caught in a world with slavery, with unjust systems of taxation, with military oppression, with abuse. We have hearts of stone. We need a serious intervention, but we probably won't really get it, not seriously, until God does it himself, when he finally sorts us once and for all. So, slave or tax collector, what do we do now? We do our best, seems to be the not very simple or easy answer. We are to be as moral as we can within our flawed systems. We are to give what we can. And we have to know that God does not judge as the world judges when it comes to the great and the good in the kingdom of heaven. 19th century England was a time of great optimism, at least for certain lucky people. Like the America of the 1950s, certain people were reaping the fruits of rapid industrialization. England had finally beaten the French, always a concern, and had amassed a globe-spanning empire. And it seemed that human ingenuity would carry, well, at least certain lucky people, forward on a wave of unstoppable progress. And in the face of all this modernity and rationalism, Edward Pusey, Regius Professor of Hebrew in Oxford, along with John Henry Newman and John Keeble, began reminding everyone of what the church had believed in the past. From Pusey has a short online bio, which is really worth reading. Quote, a sermon which he preached before the university in 1843, the Holy Eucharist, a comfort to the penitent, so startled the authorities by the restatement of doctrines which, though well known to ecclesiastical antiquaries, had faded from the common view, that by the exercise of an authority which, however legitimate, was almost obsolete, Pusey was suspended for two years from preaching. The immediate effect of his suspension was the sale of 18,000 copies of the condemned sermon. <laughs> Its permanent effect was to make Pusey, for the next quarter of a century, one of the most influential figures in the Anglican Church. 
The Vice Chancellor's document of suspension is preserved with pride at Pusey House, where it occupies a place of honor. <laughs> what this means is that Edward Pusey wrote two books and who knows how many sermons, extolling the doctrine of the real presence in the Eucharist, arguing for the importance of confession within the Anglican tradition, and generally arguing for a place for the sacraments of the church within ever-changing modern life. He appears to have had a personal life marked by great grief and sadness, seeing in his own lifetime the death of his wife and eventually all but one of his children. Part of the challenge of the past, as well as of the mysterious space created by the sacraments of the church, is to remind us that progress remains a good thing, but certain indelible human griefs and sorrows and dysfunctions remain. We may think we are doing just fine, thank you very much, and we know what's best for us. But Egyptians, we remain, and it remains God and God alone who will take from us our heart of stone and give us a heart of flesh. <laughs>